Hello and welcome to Couch Politics. My name is Justin uh, and today before we get started with uh, the episode uh, I have an announcement and that is that we will be moving the uh, uploads for the podcast from Fridays to Mondays and this is because uh, we usually record on Thursdays and I would stay up late into the night on Thursday trying to edit and get it out for Friday. So instead we're going to be releasing all new episodes from this point on on Mondays, that gives me the weekend to record, make sure everything is right, and then have things ready for you guys. And so for today's uh, episode, Daniel and Sergio will be discussing the topic, which is Michael uh, Cohen. This episode is actually a couple of weeks old. I actually record, we actually recorded a couple of weeks ago, but I haven't had time until now to upload it. So this is a bit dated, but they discuss the Michael Cohen case, but also. Alex's Jones returned to YouTube and kind of uh, issues with censorship and things like that. And you can follow us on Twitter at Politics Couch. That is at Politics Couch. And you can also contact us via email at CouchPoliticsTalk at gmail.com. So without further ado, let's get to the podcast. Yeah, so they basically had him on and they asked them, you know, what truth or is uh, President Trump the most afraid of? And like Cohen just had the awkwardest look on his face. And he just did like the attorney thing where he says, well, I don't know what he is most afraid of, which is like, you know, BS restructuring of the argument. And then they're like, no, 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 no. That's not what I said. Like, I want you to tell me what Trump doesn't want to come out. And he had, he had no choice but to... Um, you know, just kind of default and like, oh, I can't answer that. Right. No. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I guess. I guess Mark. Maybe it's that Marco Rubio was right. If those <laughs> hands are small, you know what else must be small. Exactly that. That head of his. That that's yeah. small head of his. Um, yeah. I mean, Daniel, you said like, what? What did you watch? You said you watched the last two hours. Yeah. So I mean. It was a little confusing. So, like, from from what I remember, he was confessing just pretty much anything they asked him. Like, they they asked him about uh, the charity, uh, Trump charity, and how uh, Trump kind of, like, misused it. I think he, with his charity, he hosted an auction where there was a painting being sold of him, a painting of him. Of Trump. Uh, of Trump being sold at the auction and trump hired somebody to buy his own painting for the highest amount of money that <laughs> anything that was sold at the auction and he later reimbursed that guy for the money because he wanted to he wanted to come out on top of the auction of his own charity thing like all the money was supposed to go to charity wow so this guy is literally just like a fifth grade bully. Like that is the most like petty like, thing he could ever yeah. come up with. No, I don't know. That was <laughs> I can't believe that. Um, uh, other things, you know, they they were just like they'd ask him, "Oh, so do you know of any other ways Trump has missed like has has lied about taxes or to insurance companies?" And he's like, "Yeah, can you tell us about it?" Sure. And he gives them an example. Um, like um, uh, AOC Ocasio-Cortez um, asks him if uh, 
if he if Trump had ever inflated his assets to insurance companies, and he said yes. Um, and later she asked him if, um, I guess if he did the opposite as far as undervalue his uh, golf courses so that he would have to pay less property tax or whatnot. And uh, Cohen said yes. And whenever she asked him, like, oh, you know, uh, does such and such document exist? Yes. Oh, do you have it? No. Um, do you know who has it? Yes. These three people might have it. Like, basically, there's a there's a, a, a hot pile of documents that kind of can prove a lot of like the bad things that Trump has done as far as money is concerned. Um, and then they are in the hands of a couple people. And uh, Trump is concerned about it. But uh, Michael Cohen just straight up told her who are the people who actually have some potentially damaging documents on Trump. And this was all open air for everyone to hear, which was kind of wild. I think it's really cool that the whole public had access to these hearings. Yeah, yeah. I do. Th- me too. Um, I mean, it, yeah. it, it's, it's so revolutionary. I think um, the other guy that, I mean, I only watched me an hour or so of it, but the other guy that came to my attention was... <laughs> think he's from louisiana or mississippi I, I might i might be getting it wrong but it was one of the deep southern states and his approach to cohen was just so nonsensical where he just went up to him he's like listen i put a lot of bad men away so i know what a bad guy looks like and he's like i don't care if there's evidence to indict you or not but he's like you just seem like a bad guy and based on me knowing that you act like all these bad men I'm pretty sure we'll get to put you away. And he just told him up front, he's like, he's like, you're acting like you want to get yourself together right now, but you're doing this just to get off easy. He's like, I'm pretty sure you have some kind of trade off the books or something. Right. He just came at him, you know, which um, it's weird because it's like, you know, he, he did like a non, I don't know if I call it non-imperial approach, but he didn't really talk about evidence. He's just like, based on his gut, <laughs> this guy has put right. so many people away he's like i know a bad ombre sir you are a bad ombre i can't wait to put you away but in the meantime just gonna tell you to like you know it's like you do have a chance at redeeming yourself and uh yeah 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 and then cohen a few times said that he's he felt um that his trial was unfair because he's like you know here i was getting away with all these things and now you're putting me on trial and basically in front of the whole world Right, you know, everybody's watching this. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I heard Professor is just talking about it afterward, the day it was happening. Um, so yeah, Cohen. Um, so as far as uh, let's say Repub- I assume the guy from Louisiana is Republican, but um, I heard a lot of the Republican response to Cohen is to try to demean his character and say like, "You are going to jail because you lied to Congress. Why did we bring you back here?" You are a liar. None of what you said to say today can be treated as uh, as good. Um, but yeah, I, uh, the uh, chairperson, the chairman, uh, Elijah Cummings. Okay, <laughs> you know this guy worked as he, as a young man. He worked with Martin Luther King Jr. Wow. Um, he was uh, he, yeah he was the chairperson, and um, I think he did a good job. At the end, he he said that um, he know he can recognize it's it's really hard for Michael Cohen to go through this, to have what messed, I guess uh, Elijah Cummings saw Michael Cohen 
I think uh, when he when he was going to jail or whatever, he he was walking with his daughter, and his daughter had braces on, and he it, oh wow, you know he was like wow, you know it's just like he has a family, his children need him right to jail now, um and still an awful dude, <laughs> you know yeah, President Trump called him a, a rat, which um. Uh, Elijah Cummings was like, I'm from an inner city in, in uh, what's it called? Baltimore, Maryland. And I know when, you, when you're called a rat and you go to jail, they know you as a snitch. <laughs> and yeah. Like, like I've, I can't believe, you know, we're better than this. Our, our whole country is better than this controversy. And, you know, you know, now Michael Cohen has to go to jail being called a rat. And now he's going to not do well in jail because... Uh, he, you know, the president labeled him a rat. And, See, uh, yeah. That's a crazy thing. It's like he might even do well because he sold Trump down the river. You also have to take that in mind. <laughs> like, like people, yeah. people don't like him. And, you know, he's, I just think that's so awful that the president of the United States is calling someone a rat. If you call someone a rat, that means you have something to hide. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, to hide. Yeah, he's got all that cheese to hide, man. Like, uh, right. I don't know, and I, I wish I understood all this stuff better. But like, is Cohen tied into all the Russian stuff too? He is, right? No, no. I, I no? don't know. I don't know about that. But I can say this: that Cohen is Trump's personal lawyer. He's been his personal lawyer for a very long time. I think about ten years. Yeah. And, um, throughout the testimony, he said yes. Throughout all these years, he's helped him lie. Um, and uh, one of the things Cohen did was, so I think it was like it was through Cohen that Storm that 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 uh, Stormy Daniels was paid. Uh, right. He so, definitely. I don't know. What? He definitely did that. The Stormy yeah. Daniels. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's. I think. I think he's going to jail because he lied about it to Congress. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't don't lie about don't lie to Congress about affairs. I think you should know that from the Clinton administration, <laughs> which he's friends with, ironically. Um, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Trump's daughter is friends with um, Chelsea Clinton. Oh yeah, I mean, they used to go to events in New York City together. Right. Like, you know, they they act like they've always hated each other. I mean, like you know, if he's not dead after his uh, presidency they could very well go back to being friends yeah yeah of course i mean this is all crazy um not to get off a tangent but i saw some videos of obama of his key moments like uh singing amazing grace after a, a black reverend uh you know uh i guess reverend or pastor got shot down in his own church by a racist like you know it, it it's a huge contrast obama's leadership and even ability to, to like maybe all the cool things obama did you could even label them as maybe fake or not coming from a genuine place but the fact of the matter is he was at least trying to be a leader whether or not you believe um his sentiment was genuine which you get none of that with the current guy but one thing i wanted to say is a, a couple things that cohen said that um, Michael Cohen confirmed that like Trump, if this is true, like then this is this is terrible. But like Trump, before he started his presidency, asked Michael Cohen 
name me one country that is is run by a black person that isn't an entire um uh you know toilet country and that was while obama was president wow and like i so it's like yeah that that is is messed up you know if even so let's say imagine he's he wasn't um, including the united states in that calculation still He's saying, name one country that's been run by, by a black person that isn't in the gutter. Yeah, and, well, it's it's not like like so, they're treating that like that's a cause and effect. You, right, you know, right. like the, the country being led by a black person or the majority of the population being black has nothing to do whether that country is successful or not. I mean, that, that's a matter of, you know, geography. It's a matter of history. It's a matter of, you know, trade barriers. I mean, if you really want to get technical, I mean, the, the states has a lot. The states yeah. in Europe have a lot to do with that because they're in charge of the IMF and the World Bank and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, like a lot of times they're indirectly responsible for, you know, these, you know, toilet hole countries. Right. I mean, um, I, I heard somebody um, talk about it this way. They called um, all, all the state of these nations the diaspora. Mm. Um, that, that he referred to the diaspora as as um, toilet hole countries, um, you know. So yeah, there's a lot of um, historical reasons why um, countries are the way they are. I think mainly because of colonization and post colonization, and what um, um, just how how the world order was set into play after World War II. And how yeah. the main superpowers just um, just used all these other countries as pawns and left them destroyed afterwards. Oh uh, yeah. So, but regardless of that, I mean, uh, besides that, another point he, Michael Cohen said that he was in the car with Trump once, said um, driving through Chicago, I think they went through a part of the inner city, and right. Trump said, "Look at this! Look at this neighborhood! Only black people could live like this." Wow, and it's like, like Republicans now would say that Michael Cohen is just saying all this stuff so that he can he can get on somebody's good side. Yeah, but, um, to take you know, since he has to swear that this is the truth and this is the truth, it's kind of hard for me to digest. It's starting. I'm starting to really digest the fact that how racist Trump is. You, you, you. I guess for me, it's like I don't want to just take in all the all the hot words in the news and then just like, yeah, you know, immediately come to conclusions. But it's just like, no, this guy, uh, is all his life has uh, been kicking people out, tenants, black tenants, out of their homes. Um, yeah. He's not really worth the money he says he is and yeah, a lot of stuff kind of a sad man the thing i wonder daniel is like all right sure like he's you know some he, he's pretty evil like like you know like ethically this is not your guy but what i find interesting is like all right so right now we're assuming everything cohen has said to be true i mean there's a good chance trump said all those things but then i wonder it's like how much of the stuff is cohen just saying because right. he can, you know, like can we even trust them? 
Right, right, which is what a lot of Republicans say now that, you know, it's convenient for them to not trust Cohen anymore. But, um, yeah, that's another thing to consider. That's why with some of this stuff, I I take it, I take some things on a grain of salt that, like, I get it, that, that Cohen is already going to jail. He lowered his jail sentence. He almost had zero jail time after he gave what? You, yeah, because uh, when he when he opened up the talk, the amount of information he gave, like they were considering giving him zero jail time, but at the end they gave him three years. That's so um, generous, man. Right, right, right. So, go ahead. Yeah, it's so interesting because it's like he can basically like once you get to a certain level. I mean, like you know, he's on the edge of essentially committing treason and he's only getting three years and some dude that got arrested with like you know some medium drug charges does way more than that that's ridiculous you know what absolutely ridiculous you know what that that's a good point you gotta you gotta bring it into the context of how other people are punished i mean man i mean i don't know municipal infractions and punitive laws are ridiculous and i know this is totally anecdotal because they I've had to. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's like, so wild. How easy it is to land yourself in jail for um, doing drugs in the privacy of your home or something. Or um, for the purposes of, uh, of this podcast, let me be clear. Uh, my anecdotal thing is, this, is, is uh, a traffic fine, not, not drugs. But, right. So yeah, that's crazy. And how how jail how long you can be in jail for what could be described as self harm? Well, well, he's a superstar in a way. You know, he's he's like celebrity criminal status, so he can he can do that, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, one of the comments I wanted to make earlier about one of your earlier points about you know whether Obama was genuine or not is whichever way you put it, Obama was a politician. So he knew the game. He was, you know, very much like people will say, oh, he was an outsider. Like, no, you're, no, he wasn't. He was in the game, man. All right. He knew people inside. You know, he had a squeaky, like, his record was almost too clean. I mean, sometimes you wonder. It was so clean, man. Um, so he knew to play the game. He knew what people like. I mean, he was very much a quote unquote hip president. All right? right. He He knew what young people wanted to see. He said the right things at the right time. I mean, you know, we'll see what his presidency really did do maybe a decade from now. And then we can really be a judge of whether or not he was a good president where Trump, I mean, the guy just, he just does what he wants. Yeah. I mean, he, he has people like, he also has a sh- shady deals. I think there's no way like he's a, yeah. someone of the people, but like he really does not care about anyone but himself. Like right. if he wants to do it, he'll do it right 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 you know you tell him he won't he's like i will and he will right Um, i'm finding more and more difficult to to not accept that that statement like that there's nothing that he does as a president that is that is it for himself i mean i can think that a lot of what happens in the public it does seem like that he does things in foreign policy that I think do have a distinct flavor to them, like 
I mean, there's a separationist, or what's it called, the protectionist, as a friend of mine would say, policy yeah. protect the U.S. first, or, you know, why are we in so many wars? Let's just stop. Like, so I see he does have his own ideas of those kind of things. Yeah. Perhaps even with trade, but um, but those are foreign uh, policies. Yeah. yeah. He seems foreign, like foreign foreign policy wise. Um, I think he's actually pretty decent, except for, you know, um, the whole nuclear thing. <laughs> that was a big no-no. <laughs> you really goofed that one up. But what I actually think he's been all right. I mean, the, the whole peace tre- treaty was like, the, was it was it Gorbachev and uh, Reagan, the one they signed so we wouldn't go yeah, into right. war? He's like, all right, get rid of your uh, nukes. And Russia's like, we don't have nukes. Fire up their nukes, start doing test sites. And like, oh, you don't. Well, we don't either. And then like the stage starts like testing their stuff in France. I mean, like, DefCon was like tweeting that the those big three countries have been like testing their nukes. Right. Yeah. Um, and that was a few weeks ago, which is ridiculous. Um, but I, I think we've exhausted anything we really know about Cohen. What I've been dying to talk about is Alex Jones and um, his return to YouTube. And we'll be right back at the word from our sponsor. Yeah, he's he's absolutely like the, the man's insane. Um, and basically what, what you need to understand, like there's almost like a mythos to properly understand how important Alex Jones coming back on YouTube is. And like basically he's been like he's been doing, doing a show somewhere for about 20 years. All right, so if you started out as a radio guy, syndicated it. I mean, like, if you go on Infowars.com, like, the guy has an empire, you know, just selling his merchandise and yeah. getting people on conspiracy theories. I mean, it's it's his own, like, news source. <laughs> like, they have all sorts of stuff. And um, <laughs> it's really yeah. crazy. He sells, like, right. yeah. bone marrow. <laughs> like, yeah, right. I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean so... Look, when I listen to Alex Jones or hear him, he will say so many things so quickly that I think, is this man like 20 years ahead of us? <laughs> like, does he actually know some deep stuff and he just spits it out like, right. like, like yesterday's right. news? Like is some he, kind of Nostradamus. Right. When you see him angry, eyes bulging, do you wonder, is this truly the most woke man alive? (laughs) (laughs) He just makes you, he he just, you know, maybe it's just because when I was younger, I was really into conspiracy theories, but he just makes you want to like think, oh, he's the king, man. catches me off, off guard, like, really? I wonder if anything he says is true, and if so, like, we're in trouble. Yeah. Um, no, just like he was he, he was on Valuetainment once and he was talking to a guy and he he was just like um I don't know about trade or something, but he he said something along the lines of Hollywood is a is it's been propped up by the Chinese to like basically set set us toward more leftist ideologies, take right. away our, our freedom. Which it, it was just like he said it so plainly, so quickly that I th- think, wow, this wait, 
this guy must have been thinking about this for like 20 years or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got, he's got strong convictions. But um, before we really go into it, like, there's a whole mythos to Alex Jones. Right, it's like, so he did the 20 years. And then, like, he had his clips on YouTube. And then he had people, like, republish it. I mean, like, InfoWars, the, the, the YouTube channel itself was just a cesspool of information. Like, nothing was coherently organized. And there were multiple, like, say he talked about, I don't know, a Michelle Obama conspiracy theory. There were five videos about it. And he was saying the same thing, all of them, but, you know, each of them included one new quote unquote fact or source. It was so crazy. And then um, all of a sudden, I think it was almost, I want to say almost a year ago, it might've been that he just got kicked out out of all like the major um, social media sites, which was so bizarre. You you know, and people go, it's like, it's speech as well. No, 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 it wasn't. He, He's basically infamous for claiming that Sandy Hook was staged and it wasn't. And he, you know, he recently just admitted that he was so like distrustful of information. He had, he had developed some degree of small psychosis. So that was him at his worst. I mean, like, but what is scary about a lot of stuff Alex Jones says, like, he'll talk about weather manipulation. He'll be like, the globalists have the weather manipulation there. They're going to take over your children. Like, you'll be like, what is he talking about? And then he'll say the name of whatever thing um, he's referring to. You look it up and there's information on it. It's like, oh yeah, the, the, you know, the CIA experimented with weather manipulation in the 1960s. It's not made up, but yeah, right, right. So (laughs) you'll say some crazy stuff you've never heard of. You look it up, you're like, wait a minute. (laughs) This thing is real. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, like he, he ranted about Bill Gates once and then something about eugenics. And I looked it up like, Oh my goodness, this lab performs, uh, used to perform something like eugenics and Bill Gates, um, likes the lab nowadays, but like, yeah, crazy stuff like that. would Crazy stuff. Yeah. So he got kicked out of YouTube. Um, his idea is because he started talking about aliens. That's why he thinks he got kicked off. He's not entirely sure. I mean, no one will ever be, Entirely right. sure. So then, well, I, I actually yeah. know about that, if, if I may. Um, oh, go for it. I mean, so within the span of 48 hours, like all major media platforms kicked them out, which I think is clearly like not an accident. Like all of them must have been talking to each other somehow, some way, right. saying right. that we need to all unilaterally just kick this guy out, which to me raises an alarm like, Wait a minute! All of, why I, they found him so important to kick out for some right. reason, right? Right? Because he he causes too much um, fake news or uh, too much of of a problem for them, or if they were trying to show some other entity higher up that 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 they would be willing to do it. Yeah, he definitely uh, aggravated the wrong person or group. He definitely right. aggravated someone for him to get kicked off of all major platforms. And okay. so, so what was really interesting about that is he has had a long friendship with Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan has the number one podcast right now. And for a while, like it's literally like the amount of people that listen to these things, this thing regularly is insane and it just keeps blowing up more and more. So wow. he had been, I think two, three years ago, he had been on episode 911, 911, get it? Conspiracy theory. So he got him and they 
said crazy stuff on it. I mean, really just like interdimensional psychic vampires and like a breakaway civilization and just really madness. That's really like that. I would say that's intermediate level conspiracy theories. It's not, there's fluoride in, in, in public water. Like this is next level stuff. Right. Um, and it's one of the more famous, you know, appearances and Jero and having just a huge platform. And they've been friends since like the, the Bush era, like Herbert Walker Bush era. Oh, okay. Yeah. They go back. I might be wrong. It might be just W, but they go back. They've been friends for a very long time, something about 20 something years. And, um, you know, they have this friendship and Joe Rogan being so popular. I think he was kind of afraid to get associated with Jones. So they've been saying things about each other back and forth. So Jones would challenge him on his Infowar show and Rogan would, you know, mock him on his podcast. And I guess it just reached the point where, I mean, the guys are friends at the end of the day. So they, they talked on the phone, they agreed to like make up about it and said what they didn't like um, about each other. So it came down to Joe Rogan did not, Joe Rogan is a conspiracy theorist himself. And the guy is really far out with some things. Like he believes in, psychedelics to he claims to have used psychedelics to communicate with otherworldly beings like he'll say stuff like that but he's so much more mainstream that he can get away with it um and he's on the same frequency as jones saying and believing a lot of the same stuff but because he's popular he's not at that much liberty to talk about those things so jones was really upset with him and even said on this current uh interview he's like Joe, you believe and can say everything I can say even more like eloquently. Like you're better at talking about the stuff than I am. <laughs> so are wow. you chickening out? You know, he like told him like flat out, like, are you chickening out? And then Rogan's like, well, you know, like I, he's like, the thing is with you, man, is you just ramble. Like you're dropping like these layered, heavy statements. He does. He does. <laughs> right. Without going into like, and really just breaking it down. An example was he talks about how um, Nazis communicated with aliens. And you're like, what? <laughs> so instead of breaking it down, so what he should do is talk about, yes, the Nazis were in fact fascinated with the occult. And they did a lot of research in the cult. And they dwell very deeply into the cult. And they claimed, and there's documents on it, this is all factual, they claimed to have communicated with otherworldly beings so you know what level of supernatural was this all made up i mean that's up to you but this is what they had claimed so jones's understanding is that they were committing with um otherworldly beings either way they were they were on some stuff they were some deep occult stuff but before explaining that he'll just talk about that and he'll say like there were blood sacrifices and how the aztecs did the same thing and about how they were smoking ritual blood. Like, like you know, like it doesn't, there's no coherency. He just goes off. Um, but I really think it's important that Jones came back because I, I, I think regardless, regardless if he's a joke, because he kind of is, it really shows that, I mean, the people want to hear this guy and that he has the right to be heard. And, you know, it might upset um youtube right you can't stop him <laughs> like, if the people want to listen to him he's gonna show up there's nothing you can do about it you can't censor him for whatever logical or illogical reason 
Right, of course. I mean, I think the conversation when he got kicked out was the concern of of um, of censorship, like like because social media is so large and free and open, and it feels public. Right, it doesn't necessarily mean that it is public. Right, like, it is basically public, but the thing is, um. If you say something that is against uh, the beliefs of the organization or the values of the organization of, of the platform, they will kick you out. Then you know th that sort of thing can happen. Um, yes, like people say. I mean, there should be some line. I guess you can't incite violence. You can't do certain things. So one example I want to say. Maybe I'll put. I'll say this example. After I finish my point, um, people were very concerned that um, social media platforms like YouTube, Facebook, all have been used um, to censor certain opinions that are unpopular among the the, I guess the corporate heads that that run them. I mean, it's just dangerous because who you know who gets to decide what opinion is censored? Certainly not by public vote. It's by um, you know, the, the, the heads of these corporations. And, you know, that that's concerning. Well, what's really interesting about that is, um, you know, like it, they, they call it a, they, they are private organizations with the right to say that, you know, we don't want this on our platform. But the other argument is that, well, they're so popular and they've become really a part of life, really. You know, it's that it, might as, might as well be considered a public space that it's really transcended that private sphere. You know, it really is something that important now. Right. And that, that's something I believe in. And it, it's tricky because you can't tell a corporation what to do because I, I believe in the right of the corporation too. But I mean, when you're aggressively going after this guy, he, he, here's the big irony. He's a jokester. He's a liar. He's blah. He's fake news. Okay. He's fake news. So if he's fake, then why are you so worried about shutting him down? Right, which makes me feel like he's not fake, but he <laughs> right. He might be onto something, which is you know a little unsettling, and he might not be right about everything. But you know, people might want to ask, well, what could he be right about? Right, I don't know. Um, the comment I wanted to make is as far as so I, I think the the so. People are excited for Alex Jones to be on the Rogan podcast after such a long time of not being on YouTube because he was right. banned for saying bad things or things that people didn't like. Some things that he has said in the past, um, he constantly, I remember back in the day, like um, maybe even during the Aurora shooting after people got shut up at a, at a Batman um, thing, at a, at a Batman night premiere. Right, right, the guy that dyed his hair and it was really yeah. bizarre. Yeah. I actually, I actually went to a night premiere for Batman Three, and the same wow. night that uh, a different premiere got shot up in a different state. You know that was, but you know what my reaction was as a teenager in high school. What? Said, wow, I guess this is what they're going to talk about in the news for a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my reaction. I was, I got sh spooked that that there was. Uh, you know, I could have been in a shooting, um, but um, 
so you know alex what he said was oh the i'm something along the lines of he's extremely worried this october the government's going to do something they're going to do something terrible we're going to you know give some you know take away our guns or take i don't know what it was but it was like this october i want to date on it right yeah he's been ringing the alarms and date setting at times since you know back in the day right Um, and so i don't i don't know um, if they just felt like he was too much of a nuisance that's getting too popular or they just don't want him around. Um, and, you know, if you deplatform him, you don't have to talk about him on the news anymore. But, um, yeah, yeah well, one of the things I wanted to say is, like, when when social media becomes so public, they have to kind of behave, I don't know, yeah, transcend that private sphere Take this example. Um, YouTube is known to have people who who go be, beyond memes. You know, they 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 start doing dank memes. Okay, um, like PewDiePie has a meme reviews. You know, he, he is a popular thing, but like you can go past that and just go into deeper dank memes. Um, and you can even go into memes that are rude. Like the right. that I want to talk about is the filthy Frank memes. Ooh. Oh, look. Recently, somebody close to me. Just uh, gave a little context on uh, Filthy Frank Daniel, just in case Filthy listeners Frank don't know who he is. is his, his YouTube channel's description is um, Filthy Frank is the epitome of what a person should not be. Filthy Frank is a character played by uh, George Joji Miller, mm-hmm. uh, a Japanese. Uh, Australian, I think. Japanese Australian. Yeah. Japanese Australian musician. He no longer plays this character, but when he did, you know, he used the character to say obscene things. Obscene things, absurd things, um, things that are funny, things that are offensive, all in the mix, things that are rude, sexual, terrible. Oh, yeah. Really just awful. I mean, off the wall. I mean, just things that you think, like, Imagine a pink, a guy in a pink suit, uh, walking on all fours backwards into a Burger King, screaming. Yeah, hamburger, yeah. please! Like something absurd, <laughs> scary to people who don't know what they're looking at. Oh funny yeah, to people who know who the actor is, bizarre person. Yeah, what 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 I've heard said about um, Joji Miller before is that basically, like Joji Miller can't say any of the stuff filthy frank says but filthy frank can yeah yeah filthy frank has you know almost a free license and he's he was very popular right yeah the character and it's the thing where like it's funny because you can't say it and it's so screwed up but then why are you laughing if it's so like morally wrong why are you laughing right so so what I, he he once did a, a a set of clips of him in front of a green screen, where he said a bunch of weird stuff. One of the things he said was, like, so you know he held up a clock and he said it's time to stop, you know, <laughs> holding a clock. But another thing that came up in the news recently is he said, you know, remember kids, um, you you cut horizontal for attention, vertical for results. Bro, I'm not counting you. 
this a parent I know who is not into memes, who doesn't know any of this, sure. saw an article in the news where in YouTube Kids it was infiltrated by a person splicing Filthy Frank in the middle of a cartoon where <laughs> there's a pause in the cartoon and a, a mysterious character, unbeknownst to parents, came up and said, remember kids, slice horizontally for attention, vertically for results. And these parents saw this character instructing their kids how to kill themselves. And it sent down shocks to the, the, the world of parents that YouTube Kids was essentially proven to not be a safe um, environment because oh, of not. all the freedom. It's absolutely not. Right. Because of all the freedom that YouTube provides its creators, um, such a thing could have occurred such a thing happened because its algorithm wasn't able to detect that that you know that somebody put filthy frank in a kid's show did you know about the whole um the child trafficking conspiracy theory about that yeah let me just finish the point that's why um youtube youtube does need an amount of censorship i don't know if alex jones is somebody that needs to be censored Right, it's like here is some very likely to be the, um, just the context. Like there were a lot of mysterious videos that would get uploaded, re-uploaded. They were supposed to be for kids, but then they had you know pornographic or explicitly violent material. Then people would comment on it yeah. in a sort of code, and it was just rumored that oh, that it was like I know, oh, so gross that it was in, you know involved in child trafficking and, and that kind of stuff. And the, you know the corporation was mysterious. And, and here's what I'm trying to say: so like you have time to take out this guy this quote-unquote madman this guy that's crazy and offensive you don't believe anything he says but when it comes to children you're okay with that you won't do anything when it comes to children and really look out for what gets put on the kids platform mm-hmm. are right. you serious man there's so well, many sick people out there right as a response to to the free recent things with the youtube kids thing youtube has freezed all um like just has done kind of a shadow ban on advertisements of videos that that show kids like YouTubers who who show their kids a lot got their vid- videos um, uh, temporarily demonetized while they figure out a better way to police this. Um, demonetized and uh, comments uh, prohibited. Like if you if you have a video of your kid doing gymnastics, they just like you know shadow ban you. Just like just let's we're gonna do this temporarily while we get this figured out. Right. Um, so there is a need to. Um, uh, of policing um it that just kind of shook me that the fact that i used to you know watch the absurdities of uh, of filthy frank i didn't right. like all of it i really didn't there's something i did find funny but to have that come back later to haunt you to see that maybe a child in your life could be threatened by something you just think is absurd and during college it really yeah. puts things in perspective like you know yeah. you 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 really need to be careful about these public platforms, and um, but I still don't. Unless it can be proven that Alex Jones has endangered somebody's life, which I think it has because of the, uh, well, let me just say, unless you can really prove he's endangered somebody's life because of his fake news, I don't know why. I, I can't see why you should uh, ban him. No, there's no um, legitimate reason for it. And then the, the other thing I, I think. I think we'll wrap up with this as a, I mean, YouTube is such a large 
large platform. There's so much content, you know, theoretically it's, an, it's impossible to get everything. Right. But then like, I think like you're run by Google and you probably have the engineers that can figure at least a better solution. And then there's like the part where like, sometimes I feel that the technology moves so much faster than we can hope to keep up with it, that it will be a long time, I think, before we can really know what to do with this um, platform and how to, you know, determine what's appropriate and inappropriate. Yeah. Uh, and I really think it just comes down to bad parenting, dude. Like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, if you know you're, there's risk of really bad content, why are you going to let your three, you know, three-year-old mess around with a tablet and just leave him to watch whatever you're not monitoring what he could be watching. Like my mom, you know, if she didn't like a show I was watching like a cartoon network, she'd be like, no, you're turning it off. Right. She actually cared. You know, right. she was just going to gamble. And you know, if something was inappropriate, I wasn't allowed to watch it, right. which I know is harder to police that with YouTube. But I, I think that a lot of times people want to go and yell at whatever corporation, but there's also the side of the individual where like, I mean, you did place this in front of your child and you did trust this corporation to deem what was appropriate. It's like you're letting a corporation dictate what's appropriate for your child. Right. 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 I mean, right. I, I, I get that. Um, you know, one thing I think is like, I can't blame parents for not understanding that YouTube kids would not be like, uh, kind of like a, not as secure as they had previously imagined i do know is in a response to what they've seen parents i know they just completely taken off youtube kids off of what their kids watch at the end of the day yes you have to be responsible um i guess it's like it's like maybe you don't expect something like something so big as youtube kids to just not be secure at all but Mm -hmm. um you know um there's also things on Amazon for children, you know, right. TV shows that have to be vetted that are, that are put on. Yeah. At the end of the day, you, you, you have to really monitor what your kids consume. Um, <laughs> I mean, especially as this new generation, I guess the, as the younger, I guess, you know, as, as the future goes forward, people um, born in, in, in technological ages are starting to have children. Um, yeah. That, that type of parenting needs to happen. You know, more c- cautious parents who like watch their what their kids watch, or you know, try to avoid um, bringing their kids to any social media platform. Young, you know. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah. I guess, I guess, I feel like just the counterbalance to 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 wanting Alex Jones not to be. Um, uh, I guess I brought this up because I felt like it was a good example of, of why there needs to be policing on these public platforms. Right. Right. Yeah. A legitimate, a legitimate, you know, policing with some actual facts, not just he's quote unquote hate speech, which he's, he's not, he's never done that. He said dumb things, but he's never like said racial slurs. He's never gone out of his way to say attack someone. I mean, the guy is just and he'll crazy. Tell you. <laughs> he'll tell you seven <laughs> times in a, in seven times in three minutes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
All right, anyways, um, I guess we can conclude the podcast. Yeah, we can definitely uh, wrap up with that. Um, you know, uh, pretty good topics. Um, look forward to doing it again next week. This is the end of episode five of Couch Politics.